Um, all right. So this past weekend, um, Paul Anderson, the owner of this house and pastor, um, he had a conference he was speaking at in North Dakota, right? Dakota. Yeah, North Dakota, Bismarck. Um, and so a small team. Literally, I had like 3G the whole time. Um, <laughs> um, anyways, so it was myself, Nate, Sarah, Jason, Dave Heimrich, and Gary, uh, Gary Gibbert, yeah, Gary Gibbertson, and Naomi, and Karen, and Joe Postman. Sorry, I'm spacing out. We all drove to the conference eight hours away, nine hours. Yeah, we drove up there, and um, it was just an awesome, awesome time of just, it was a Holy Spirit conference, and so... You know, Paul has done in the past um, Holy Spirit conferences at North Heights over here. Um, you know, worship, flags, dancing, big speakers come and stuff. And so it was really cool to be at a smaller church. Um, and there were a lot of people from different churches and, like, the community surrounding um, that came. And so it was just a big blessing just to, you know, like, be there and, you know, hear Paul speak and Dave and Gary and Nate um, and, and everything, and so that was this past weekend, and, um, what I got out of it was just, it was so cool to see so many people hungry, and, like, you know, not all young adults, there were a few young people there, but mostly, like, older folks, and, um, older people, yes, Jesus freaks, and everything, and so, um, it was super cool just to see, you know, for, like, the responses that, um, Paul and the other speakers, God of like, who wants to get filled up, who wants healing or to know about prophecy or want to learn more in the gifts and the spirit and just hands are going up all over the place. And it was just really encouraging to me to see how much, you know, Bismarck isn't really, it's not that cool. It's just kind of, you know, there and like people were coming and everything, but like they got fed, they were excited, they were ready to worship, they were ready to receive what God had for them. And so, uh, it was cool, like, we got to pray for different people and stuff, and driving up, um, Paul asked us in the car, and, or the van, um, Big Red, it's like a 16-passenger van, um, it was awesome, um, what God was showing us, like, to share for that weekend and stuff, um, and I got new, uh, new visions, new dreams, and um, a new hope, and it just kind of clicked with different people in the car that kind of got the same thing. Uh, I know me and Sarah, and I think Karen has some, like, you know, um, coming together worries about that. And so uh, Saturday when we got there, uh, we got in Bismarck Friday night, but Saturday all day was a conference that started. And so um, we all went up front stage and just kind of um, shared what God had put in our hearts and stuff. And so I shared. And, you know, for me, it wasn't that. No, I mean, the light was right on me, so I was, like, sweating like crazy. But, um, no, it was, like, it was actually freeing. Like, I was excited just to be, like, oh, man, like, who is, like, who is this word for? Like, I'm excited just to see, like, you know, what God's going to do with it. Um, but for me, no, I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. Um, and I just shared what I had, and the other people shared, too. Um, and then uh, we did some ministry time. And so... Paul wanted people that, um, or the 
yeah, people to come up that um, felt like each, you know, w- what we had was like for them and stuff. And so me and Dave Heinrich, we were together, partnered up, and we had a lady come up and was like, I like what you said resonated with me. And so we got to pray for her. And she was so hungry. She was so desperate. It was so cool to see that, you know, like literally crying and like, you know, I want more of this. I want more of God. And that was just super cool. And then at the very end of that time, um, we had a guy that I was going to go sit down. And he was like, can I like talk to you and Dave together? So I was like, yeah, sure. And so we waited when Dave was done talking to someone. And um, this guy came up and said that both words that me and Dave shared were like just struck like hard on to him. That was super cool. And you know, he he was a pastor, he was in ministry. Um, something happened where um, his wife left him and divorced him and stuff, and he had two boys. Um, and one boy, you know, loves him and everything and wants to be it from the other one. Just kind of like, I don't, I'm not there yet. Um, and he lost his job, and then he was just kind of like a job, like just losing stuff. And like, you know, his wife just left him, his kids, you don't want him anything to do with him and so when I said like new hope he just really clung on to that and that was really cool so I got to pray for him and then Dave got to share and minister to him um and it was a super tender moment of just seeing this older guy you know maybe like late 40s early 50s just want to be like hey like I want to surrender everything I want to get back to the place where I was before with God and and everything that was just really encouraging and really cool to see that um yeah it was just an awesome trip Super cool. So thanks for the prayers. If you guys are praying, I know Kat was praying. We got the text message. Thank you. But yeah, if anyone else wants to share. Uh, we're going to hear from Jason next week and Sarah the week after that. Sure. This is how I, le- uh, how I lead. I just sort of make stuff up. Um, so thank you, Tony. And I, I did all the stuff he said. Um, I'm going to share about the trip as well. But while I'm doing that, why don't you look up... Um, Matthew 14, Matthew chapter 14, we're going to start with verse 22, turn on your Bibles, or there's actually some up here in the front row, if you need one, come grab one, Matthew 14, 22, so yeah, the the trip was awesome, Um, it's really cool when God speaks to you for yourself, and it's really cool when God speaks to you for other people, and everybody on the team we had God speak to us for other people, like ways to encourage them and speak into them and really lift them up in their life. And it was really, really cool to have that happen and to see people, like Tony said, just like, oh my gosh, God actually loves me and he's actually thinking about me. Uh, because most of the churches who were there, there were at least six churches um, who took part in this conference, and most of them were actually kind of low. Like, most of the churches are really down in terms of attendance. They're down in terms of finances, and they're down just in their spirit, which is true with a lot of places around here, too. You know, we're down in terms of numbers, right? We're down in terms of finances and stuff like that. Hopefully, we're not down in terms of spirit. Um, But some of us are, and some of us are struggling. A lot of people there were really struggling, and a lot of people there were really like, I've been praying and praying and praying forever, and nothing's happening. Like, where's God and all this kind of stuff. And so there was hopelessness. And so when Tony and others got that word for hope, that really spoke to people. They're like, whoa. And a lot of people had specific words that really just touched people's hearts. And you could see when the word of God hit their heart, how they came alive. Because in the Bible, in Genesis chapter one and in John chapter one, we learn that Jesus created everything by his word, right? He spoke 
and things came into being. Remember that? And so when, his, when he gives a word and it hits your heart, that has that same creative power. The same word that created, hey, let there be mountains. That same word hits your heart for something for you, and it can have that exact same creative power. It can create something that was never there. It can heal something. It can start a process of bringing you back to God, back to yourself, um, whatever it is. Uh, one of my highlights, and I'll end with that, is um, uh, so three or four days before the trip, I was praying tons of spiritual warfare that week. It was crazy. Same with Paul and Karen. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. There was theft. There was credit card like issues. There's all this stuff, sickness, demonic dreams, like weird, crazy, yucky stuff, right? Uh, but Jesus is stronger than all that. Amen? Um, and he is, and it was an awesome trip. Um, and three or four days beforehand, God gave me a word, and I saw a vision of a lady who was coming up um, for prayer. And in the vision, I had a word for her that said, hey, you're estranged from your brother. And God is going to reconcile that relationship. And that's going to be a sign to you of this prophecy, that God is going to use you and your testimony to help thousands of people receive hope to reconcile their own relationships with brothers, spouses, friends, whatever it is, and that you're going to go around and you're going to share this testimony that God's about to give you, and it's going to bring hope to just thousands and thousands of people, and that the sign for that is going to be that your relationship with your brother um, is going to be reconciled, and that within a year, you're going to say, he's like my best friend, and so that was a word in this vision, and I'm like, wow, if that's a real God, that would be neat, but that's kind of scary to get up and give a word that specific, right, and so I'll, I'll admit I was a little like, eh, that's not my favorite thing, um, <laughs> God, do I have to do this? Um, and then I'm like, okay, if you want me to do this, give me your name. And so I saw um, like a lanyard, you know, kind of name tag and a name that started with a K. Now, nobody was going to be wearing lanyards at the conference as far as I knew, but that was what I saw, a lanyard with a name that started with K. And then I thought, Karen. Uh, but then I'm like, oh, well, Karen's going on the trip. Like Karen Anderson is going on the trip. So maybe that's why I'm thinking Karen, and it was just me in my brain. Um, but we'll see, God. If you make me, I'll wait till the end, <laughs> like the evening session. And it, if, if it hasn't happened yet and you make me do it, I'll share this, even if I look like a total freaking idiot. Because um, I'm willing to look like an idiot if it means somebody else might be really helped. Right? Because that's what we do for one another. And so um, at the very beginning of the conference, everybody shared their words. And then we had an altar call, like right away, <laughs> before any messages, before any, anything. We had an altar call. And all these people came up to be touched from the Lord. And one lady came up to me, and she started sharing. She shared this, 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 this. She was kind of giving a long story. And I'm sort of like, all right, God, what do you want to do here? Um, not being bored or anything like that, but being like, there's 12 people behind you, lady. You know? Um, and so I'm like, okay, God, what do you want for this, for this lady? And she's like, and there's problems with my brother and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, are you estranged from your brother? Like, you, you don't talk. Like, you haven't been for, like, many, many years. And she's like, yeah. And then I look down, and she's wearing a lanyard with a name tag because she was part of the healing rooms. And her name was Karen with a K. And I looked down. I, I didn't even see it beforehand. For whatever reason, I didn't look at her name. Um, she was just sharing. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then she said that. And I looked down, and I'm like, ah! yeah. And I'm like, all right, you are literally not going to believe this. But like four days ago, I saw a vision of you and this and your name with a brother you were estranged from. And I shared the whole thing with her. And she was like broken, open, because she's been praying for her brother and for this relationship for years. He hates her for whatever reason, all this stuff. And it's really affected her relationship with God. 
because her brother was sort of her daddy figure. Um, and so it's really kind of affected her relationship with God, and it's been really, really difficult on her and difficult for her to receive God's love. Paul shared on father wounds on Sunday. And uh, so it's been difficult for her. And so the idea of being able to reconcile, because he's just unwilling, I guess. Like, no, 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 no. So to be able to reconcile with her brother, that idea. And the fact that, like, God sent somebody from Minnesota all the way to Bismarck, North Dakota, with a vision of that exact thing with her actual name, the Bible says, you know, I know you by name for you are mine. And I thought of that verse as I was talking to her. And, um, and she, she was, I can't believe, I can't believe God cares about me enough to give somebody a word from way over there to come way over here and to share it with me. This is unbelievably amazing. So I got her email so I can keep up with her and find out how she's doing with her brother. Um, so that was kind of a highlight for me. It also saved me from being, have to go up front and do it in front of everybody. Although that would have been fine since there was actually a person there that was that person. So anyway, that was my own little testimony slash confession. Um, but it was really cool and God really touched her. And later in the week, she was just, or later in the day, she was you could tell she was just already feeling a lot closer to the Lord. So that's cool. And so semi-related, we are going to look at Matthew chapter 14, where someone else gets a word from the Lord. I'm going to read verses 22 and following. You would follow along. Immediately, he, Jesus, made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. What? And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were like, Jesus! No, they were like, oh my gosh, we're going to die! They were terrified and said, it's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them and said, morons, there's no such thing as ghosts. No, he doesn't say that. He does not say that. He says something very kind. Hey, take heart. Do not be afraid. It is I. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Let me say that again. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus immediately reached out his hand, saying to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got in the boat, the wind ceased. And those in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. So we have a cool, fun story about a miracle. Um, one of my favorites, actually, Jesus walking on the water. I will admit I have tried to do that before. As of yet, unsuccessful. Um, and unless it's frozen. That, that happened to me once. Uh, actually, quite a few times. I've walked on frozen water. Um, and so there's a lot of great stuff in this passage. But the thing I want to focus on is this. Peter wanted to walk on the water. He wanted to come out to Jesus. Right? But he had this major problem. The problem was, it is impossible to walk on water. That's not going to happen. The Sea of Galilee has never once frozen over in history. And so he is like, okay, I want to go out to Jesus. That would mean I'd have to walk on the water, but that's impossible. And so what does he do? It's the verse I read twice. He asks Jesus to tell him to come out in the water. He asks God for a word. I want to do this, but it's impossible. I need a word. 
I need you to say it, God. I need you to say, come to me. Command me to come out on the water. And so he asks God for a word, and God says, come. He gives him that word. And Peter actually does it. He actually gets out of the boat, and he stinking walks on water, like for real. Now, Peter didn't have faith to walk on water. That's like a silly thing to have faith for, right? But Jesus had faith in Jesus and in the word that Jesus gave him. He knew Jesus. He believed in him. He trusted in him. So he had faith in Jesus and in that word. God, you said something to me, and I am going to step out in faith and follow what you said. You said come. That means I can come. Anytime God says something in his word, God says something that's genuinely from him to you, you can trust that always because God is always good on his word. And um, because of that, he was able to walk on the water. Now, walking on the water is impossible, right? You can't walk on the water. And so let me ask you this. How many of you have maybe an impossible situation in your life? Maybe you have an ocean or a sea that needs to be walked on. Maybe you've got a problem that's kind of big or some situation in your life that you don't know how you're going to how you're going to do it, how you're going to get through it. Maybe you've got something in your life that actually seems impossible. This is impossible. This actually will not happen. It can't possibly happen. Maybe it's the job you have that's the problem. Maybe it's the job you wish you had that's the problem or the job you can't get that's the problem. Maybe it's um, something you're struggling with, a relationship or a, or a some sort of wound or brokenness on your heart. Maybe it's depression. Maybe it's giving up pornography. Maybe it's um, finding someone to love <laughs> in your life. Maybe it's finding a place to live, finding your roommate, whatever it is. Um, think about it for a sec. What's the difficult situation in your life? Maybe there's multiple ones, right? What's the thing that's going on? What's the problem in your life right now? Maybe it's hard. Maybe it's impossible. Maybe you don't see any way through it. Maybe it's I need healing. Maybe it's someone in my family's dying of something that you don't get better from. What is it? What's the impossible situation? What's the water that you need to walk on but you can't? Because you can't walk on water. What is that? Um, maybe it's a vision that God has given you, something that he has said, I want you to do this, you know, either now or sometime in the future. And you're like, I can never do that. I can just never do that. That's not me. I, that's not possible. Whatever it is, uh, just think about it in your head. Let's actually take like 30 seconds. Holy Spirit, just reveal to us now what, what are the problems? What are the difficulties? What, what's the stuff standing in our way right now? Just think about it. So what you need is you need to do what Peter did. You need to ask God for a word. You need to say, hey, I need to hear it from you, God. I need you to give me a word. I need you to encourage me. I need you to tell me to take, take heart. I need you to tell me to come out on the water. Because only when we get a word from God can we trust to do that. Now, God is the one who made that water, right? It says in First John, everything that was created was created by Jesus. The word of Jesus literally made that water. And now the same word of Jesus is telling Peter he can walk on that same water. And so if you need to walk on, a wa need to walk on water, if you need to kill some sort of giant, if you need to climb some sort of mountain that's way too high, what you need is to do what Peter did and say, Jesus, I need you to tell me. 
I need you to say something. I need you to give me a word and to ask him to do that and then to wait and to actually listen. Now, we know God communicates to us in a lot of different ways. You know, he might give us a scripture. He might reveal words to our heart or to our mind. He, it might be more emotional. We maybe feel peace or we feel encouraged or something like that. Or maybe we, you know, feel led to do something or pulled one way or another or whatever. And in like three or four weeks, we're going to talk way more in depth on how to get better at hearing God's voice. And so that'll be cool. But tonight, we're going to start practicing how to hear God's voice better for ourselves. And we're going to do what Peter did. And we're going to say, if you want me to do this thing, if you want me to overcome, which of course he does, then give me a word. Say something to me. I need to hear from you. I need you to encourage me, whatever it is that you need. God, I need you to speak. And then we're actually going to listen for him to speak, for him to communicate to you that you can do whatever it is that you can do, even if it's impossible. Because if God tells you to do something, it's always possible, Right? We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. If God says, which he does in Philippians 4, do not be anxious about anything. If he says that, that means it's possible to never be anxious. It sounds impossible, but because God says it's possible, because he gave you peace, because he gave you that word, which is yours because it's in the scripture, you can live without anxiety in your life because Jesus said so. And you can stand on that word like Peter stood on the water because of the word. And so... What is the word that you need from God? Um, what do you need him to be for you in this season that maybe you're not feeling like he's being right now? Um, let's listen to a word from God, and when you get that word, you can stand on that, and he can help you to overcome, like to come, to go over the water and come to him. Yeah, you like that? Overcome? Okay. Like Peter did. So I want to actually do this. We're going to take a few minutes and have a little quiet time right now. And if you want to sit in your chairs, you can. Um, CJ, if you could throw something up, um, just background music, so we don't hear each other breathe. Um, if you want to spread out in the room, you can do that. If you want to get a little more isolated, that's cool. We're going to spend a few minutes and just listen to God. We're going to ask him to speak, to give us a word. And what I'd like you to do, and this may be something you've never done, take out your smartphone, if you have one, open up a note or a journal, or some sort of thing in which you write stuff. And I'd like you to think and listen and start writing, okay? If God is saying something to me right now, if he's giving me a word right now, what might that be, okay? I'm not saying what you're writing is the holy word of God, okay? But write it down. It can be really, really helpful. This is one of the best ways to learn how to hear God's voice. If you don't have a phone on which you can do that, Kat's got some paper and pens right here. Everybody needs something to write on, either paper and pen or phone. The great thing about doing it in your phone, by the way, is then you have it. And you can look at it tomorrow, the next day, and you might look back and say, whoa, that was like definitely God. Yeah, don't do that. Um, <laughs> like the papers sometimes. Um, so I encourage you to do it on your phone if you have the capability of doing it. And just listen and write. Just start writing. It doesn't matter. I don't know what to write, as my son always says when he's doing homework. I don't know what to write. Just start writing. And... Think to yourself, if God is saying something to me right now, what might it be? And just start writing. And when you go back later and look at it, you might find that some of that is actually God speaking to you and giving you the word that you need. Um, so I'm going to start us off in prayer, and then we're just going to listen. Father God, we thank you that you love us, and we thank you that you want to speak to us. I thank you, Jesus, that you said that your sheep hear your voice. You know them by name, and they follow you. And that's us you're talking about. 
That means you call to us by name and we follow. And so, Lord, just like you did that with Peter, when he asked you to call him out, and you did, and then he followed you and did the impossible. Some of us have some difficult situations right now. Maybe they're actually impossible or they seem that way, or maybe they're just really sucky. But we've got stuff, problems, issues in our life right now, things in our way. Lord, I pray right now that you would speak to us. Give us revelation. So, Lord, we open up our hearts. And this is something I can't make you do, by the way. You have to do this as an act of your will. And so if you agree, just pray it with me. Lord, I just open up my heart to you. I open up my mind to you. If you want to speak to me, do it. And better yet, just please do it. Please speak to me. Like Peter said, please call me out on the water if you want me to come out. So, Lord, we're asking you for a word. We're going to listen, and then we're going to write. So I want you to just imagine, imagine Jesus is coming up to you. I'm a visual person, so I like to do this. Imagine Jesus is coming up to you and, like, sits down in the chair next to you right now, wherever you are. Jesus, literally Jesus sits down, puts a hand on your shoulder, and he's like, hey, how's it going? What do you need? Which is what he said to so many people who came to him all the time. He always said, what do you need? Tell him you need a word. And I want you to just listen and start writing whatever comes to your mind. 